0: Hello, listener, and welcome to the voyage of the Desert Pirate Radio. The seas may be rough, but the Desert Pirate Radio sails on. My name is E, and I am the supervisor. Why do they call me E? It's actually the initial of my full name, which is E.E. But first, a Desert Pirate Radio exclusive. Fans have been wondering, what will this celebrity's next move be? But we have it here for your listening ears. Scott, based on your reading and interpretations of
1: Shakespeare's plays,
0: what do you think he's going to do
1: next? Mm, that is a very interesting question, and a very important question. Look, I've read almost all of his works, including some of the most famous, Hamlet, uh, Midsummer Night Dream, Romeo and Juliet. Um, personally... I've actually been really excited by the possibility of more gnomes in Shakespeare's mm-hmm. work. The Shakespeare reverse. Mm-hmm. Is that the official I, name? I, I, I believe so. I believe mm-hmm. so. Um I'm not sure if he if he condones it or not. But yep. was, um yeah, look, Nomeo and Juliet was simply fantastic. It was breathtaking. It blew me away and it was just revolutionary mm-hmm. for his time. Um what what an absolute stunner of an idea. And it completely original. Um I'm I, I personally see him branching into um revamping some of his previous plays with gnomes. A okay. midsummer night dream. Um, personally I, I I'm really excited for that. Ooh. Um do you have any is there
0: a release date? Is there a world tour gonna happen with these um Revamps of the plays? Or is this just going to be a quiet release and the people
1: who care will amplify it if they're worth amplifying? Or how do you see this going down? We we really don't know. You see, the thing is, in order to build anticipation, Shakespeare has been silent for the past several hundred years. Um, And to be honest, the anticipation is building and it's building and it's building and I I honestly don't think it's reached its peak yet. Ooh. People people are so excited. We're so ready, but I think there's still some more excitement still to come. So you think he's gonna milk it, or do you think he's gonna? I think he's gonna milk it for a little bit longer. What are we talking? After three hundred years, tw- what's a little bit? Twenty to forty years would be my guess. I think we're close, but not quite there. Um. So yeah, twenty to forty years would be my guess. I'm so excited. Mm, me too.
0: I look forward to it. Thank you, Scott, for tantalising our
1: sensations. I was a pleasure.
0: Have you guys seen the advert monkey recently? I, I hope this advert brings it out. Do you like candles? Do you like how they stand there and you get to appreciate them for a while and then they melt and then they make a mess and then you don't have any candle left and you don't have any light and you don't have any warmth? Well, candles. They're as old as time. But what if you just didn't light them? Now introducing non-lit candles these are candles that will never run out. You'll always have a candle because it's not going anywhere I've got some good news, which is unfortunate that it's good news, but I have Heard or seen nothing else in the studio since last show which I'm very happy about Uh, I spoke to the other people I Didn't think so but I could very much confirm none of them have yellow eyes and most people didn't even know that I had a studio so i have no idea what that thing was but i hope i don't see it and speaking of last show thank you for the people who let me know that the first 15 or so seconds were quiet i don't know if that was a skill issue or something got bumped by whatever was walking around the studio but not much i can do i'm sorry about that i thought instead of using the segment box i'd Tell you about something that I like a lot, the Bible. People say the Bible isn't useful in a modern world, that it's out of date, um, and there's no application to the real world. Well, Proverbs 25. Proverbs is just a book of just zingers. Um, Some of them are more zingy than others, but this one, Proverbs 25, verse 16. If you find honey, just eat enough. Too much of it, and you will vomit. Look, it doesn't get just more straight facts than that don't eat more than you have to and this is another one it's its own thing but it was right after it and i thought it was pretty good well seldom set foot in your neighbor's house too much of you and they will hate you just straight facts don't be that person that is always at my house because unless you're in a relationship with me or you live with me let's figure this out so don't write the whole bible off it's got some good stuff It's got a lot of good stuff, but there's good stuff just whether you're a Christian or not. We will now be heading over to our interview with David where we will be discussing less into David's personal life, but more of a question that you may have asked or you may have heard someone ask, but you may have not asked it, but it's sat in your head. We've been looking a lot at your experience in your life and now I'd like to shift to a question that I've heard a lot of people say, particularly non-Christians, but it's thrown around a bit.
2: Why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Mm, that's a uh, very interesting question, but yes, plenty of people have talked about it. Um, I guess first, you know, what does good mean? And that, that's kind of relative to bad. <laughs> you know, if you say someone's good, then there has to be a concept of bad. Um, I think tackling the question which is basically, you know, it's essentially asking almost back to the start as we were discussing, but essentially like, why why does God allow suffering in the first place? Um, We know as humans suffering happens to good people, but also bad people um, as well. Um, You only have to think about history as to some of the bad people who eventually um, time caught up with them and so I, I guess you know the human feel is surely people who have been good um don't deserve to suffer um the first concept really is to think about well what makes someone good and as christians we kind of go well actually none of us really are good um the human heart is at times not a very nice thing and some of our natural inclinations, well, generally our natural inclinations tend to be thinking about ourselves first. And people might say that they're good or think of someone as good, but, um, the, you know, as Christians, we say that the Bible teaches that we're all actually naturally um, sinful. And um, I don't know if many people would say if they thought about it, oh yes I've you know I've never lied I've never tried to do something for my own gain etc I would say there's no one in the world who's um not had times where they've been trying to put themselves first or put others down or various other things that are not good things and I think also as Christians we'd say relative to God's goodness no one is good um uh, God, if God was next to us, we would realize actually how not good we are. Um, so, so the first thing I would, you know, I'd also question a bit is, well what do you mean by a good person? Um, because who is there? Who has lived um, apart from Jesus? Who, who is there? Who has lived a perfectly good life? Um, but still, you could say, well there's some people who are pretty good and how could God allow that to happen to them people are making a mistake if they think that the life of being a Christian is meant to make things better and that um, being a good person is what gives us no suffering um, the Bible is quite clear that um, being a Christian doesn't mean there's not going to be suffering and trials in life but more that in those sufferings God is with us and, and a comfort and you end up being able to say a bit like me you know at the end of the day I don't even fear death and for me it's not even a bad thing that um, that that um, that that bad a bad thing can happen to me um, and so as Christians we can find joy and peace even in the midst of things going wrong Is. Is um, the way I'd see it, in because people might be thinking, well, then what's the point of being Christian? Well, it's, you know, you can actually get through suffering without it being that bad. And I think our society kind of lives in a society where we adore comfort and we completely steer clear of thinking about being uncomfortable. And that's quite a thing of the West. Other countries, such as the East, would have a much different way of looking at life, mm. um, in terms of suffering. And I think. The West has led to a, a world where we're very uncomfortable with the idea of any uncomfort. And so then that leads us into thinking, well, how on earth, you know, it's not right that we should be uncomfortable at all and that God should intervene. And so I, I would say that um, the, the question about why God allows bad things to happen to good people is just slightly a misguided question and that the God that people are wanting is a God that they're making up in their mind and then rejecting. And they're not actually rejecting a Christian God, they're rejecting a God that they've portrayed as what they want him to do or her to do or they to do, um, however you conceive of God. Um, And the reality is, you know, at some point we'll have to come to terms with well, what if there is a God, and whoever they are, it's not what I wanted them to be. Um, we as, we're, we're humans, and if there is a God, not, let's just say not even the Christian God, but um, just a God in general, even at, at a base level, you can think, well, if there's a God, why, why should that God pay attention to us or even care about our sufferings? Or why should that god even think oh there's a good human they don't deserve to feel pain or whatever i'm gonna reward them and reach the they can reach their zen or whatever mm. um and so i think people need I, I encourage people to rethink this idea that a god is just th- just there to get rid of our suffering and partly because that's actually, that's a bit of a Western thing. If you actually looked elsewhere, that's not at all how people would view it. So it's not like this is a universal, necessarily universal way that, that people look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also then the assumption that all suffering should go just because of God exists. As Christians though, we still do believe that God will bring um, an end to suffering So, in some ways, the question is answered is well, going back to that concept of the fallen world, God gave humanity a chance to um, be with them and they rejected him. And one of those consequences, you know, it's just a fact is that without God being around, there's sickness and disease. And so, and that sickness and disease falls. On people who are good on bad whatever um, there's no um, it's just arbitrary and random how, how it happens mm-hmm. whereas that world that people do seek and cry out and say well why hasn't it happened is well as Christians we say that actually is coming um, and that, that, that's what eternity will be so that's another way to think about it, is actually well um, that question won't be a question anymore because At some point, God will do exactly what you're asking, which is putting an end to suffering. So that's also another way of looking at it. I guess getting back to the question is, how does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Well, firstly, just because God exists as Christians, we understand that it's not like you believe in God and suddenly, no, no suffering happens to you. In fact, um, the Bible essentially says to assume that you know bad things will happen with you, but um, the point is that God is with you in your suffering. I think it's a bit of a mistake to assume that um, because a God exists, it should necessarily say, oh, I'm going to put an end to human suffering because... Um, they're they're a good person so to speak Um, and I I think lastly there's probably you know if you're in God's shoes you've got a bigger concept of you've got you know all of time and you're able to see humanity and you've got eternity on your mind Mm -hmm. as God it can sometimes seem straightforward that God should put an end to suffering at least for good people so to speak but um there's, there's reasons perhaps that God has for it not being that straightforward and we just can't conceive of why and that makes sense you could say that if, if there's a God let's say not even the Christian God but if there's a God that's brought us all into life then it makes sense that we can't fully understand that God because um, they're more powerful than us and if you, you want to compare minds like the mind of god is going to be much grander than mm. our minds or um you know the, the analogy of water coming from uphill and flowing downhill
1: mm.
2: in terms of our minds being lower than god's minds um, we're not going to be able to uh, essentially our minds are not god's minds mm. and we don't have the capacity to understand like god does
0: so in four weeks time uh of this episode coming out so 16th of september I will be releasing a Q&A with David. Uh, we've got a few questions. Most of them are mine because David is cool. But if you would like to ask David some questions, write in. Um, we are trying something new. There's a link, App.wooClap.com slash D-P-R-A-E. Or if you can go to our podcast, why not give it a follow? It's on most podcasts apps and the link will be right at the top for your ease of clicking and typing in you can like comments if you don't want to write uh, like questions that you like or write your own oh i'm hearing something come in let me just check yes i've just been informed by the big man upstairs not god the message says if you can hear what i am saying right now you are legible even recommended to write into the show. So follow that link in the podcast description and I'd love to hear your questions either for David or about anything else that has come up in the show. Speaking of questions, question of the day, question of the day, question of the show. I guess the show has been released on a day. How have the hard things in your life shaped who you are now? And you might still be going through the hard things, but how have other hard things or how have you changed from the start of the hard things? Either way, how have the hard things in your life shaped who you are now? Um, You're welcome to write your answer to that question in the link, but that's up to you. Um, I also wanna say thank you so much for listening to the show. I've just heard bits and pieces from people and I'm really grateful for all the feedback. Thank you very much.